It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Do you think there's a little PTSD somewhere in there in the biathlon? I mean, you've got somebody wore out to their wits end, and now you're going to hand them a rifle. <laughs> Is that really a good idea? I mean, I'd be like that one girl, Carrie Strug, and she made that jump with a broken ankle. I could do that. Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. You hear that? It's Brent and Landon, and this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. This is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. That's a proud name we go by. Landon, as always, Landon, what's been going on in the last week since I saw you last on a virtual oh, a lot of screen? Same old Brent. Just shipping that grain. So, are we going to have a record profit year this year? I don't think we're going to have the bumper wheat harvest that we were hoping for. Uh, let's, well, why? It's only not rained in like six months. <laughs> we went, we went driving around the other day and like all the irrigated wheat we saw looked like, looks like crap. So, yeah, so we've got a whole, obviously we're in wheat grazing country down here and you go anywhere, if people have been irrigating and I guess I hadn't really seen too many circles that have been irrigating while, with the cattle on it, but. We've done that before, but anyway, um, we have, uh, yeah, there's irrigated circles all over the place with cattle on them, and I mean, they freaking mowed them to the ground. Now, some of them, of course, were overstocked, but we've got all uh, irrigated rye instead of the wheat, and it seems to, um, we got a little more growth on it early on, but like I was just there checking today again, and I mean, seems like just like the last five days they've mowed it down, and I mean, I'm not down to the ground, but I'm getting close, and uh They've still probably got, let's see, it's the middle of February, so, you know, they got another, I got another month with them, and um, I guess they've had good weather to gain on, so they've been gaining real well, but they've freaking eaten everything they can find inside, so it's, um, yeah, Landon, I'm thinking I wouldn't be looking for the, I would send your elevator guys home at like six every night during weed harvest, which they probably, let's be honest, they probably go home at six anyway, don't they? Yeah, it just depends what they write down. <laughs> That's what they write on their card. I see. <laughs> I see. That's Hereford Grain. If you would like uh, any uh, employment opportunities, check them out. Hereford, Texas, downtown. No, they don't have a co- we don't have a co-op downtown, but um, you know whatever the case. So Landon, um, what's the uh, what's the Milo basis like now? I figured we get some farming talk in. What do you think? Oh. For old crop, it's like five over. Next next year's crop, I think it's a quarter under. It's it's not as good right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it improves. I liked that big over. I don't like the under word, unless you know yeah. we're talking about getting nice. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so it's uh, but the cotton and uh, the corn market looks pretty good, Landon. We're uh, looking kind of forward to that, even though I kind of liked that two day cotton harvest last year. That did kind of kick ass. I won't I won't lie. I mean that was awesome. I don't know why we had to work till eleven o'clock the second night, <laughs> but I guess we <laughs> wanted to. I guess we were afraid the market was going to drop on that Tuesday or something. So we worked late into the dark hours of eleven o'clock and. Um, Oh, my old nephew had the stuff blown off by the next morning. So, we, you know, you do that when you can. But um, anyway, we're going to do some random talk tonight. And um, I'm just going to throw some, a few subjects at Landon, see what he's got. And while we're in the farming mood, um, if you didn't hear that first spot we've got, we're back getting supported by FMC. Now, this uh, this edition here is of the Dryline Farmer podcast is brought to you by X-Way, is it Zyway brand fungicides by FMC? I think that's what it is. We'll check out this uh, radio spot here we've got for you, and we'll be right back. We're going to throw Landon some curveballs and see what he thinks about the pitches about to be thrown his way right here on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Well, Lennon, I wish we could just record what we do while we're not recording. That would probably get us a whole lot more downloads. That would be smart. Of course, we'd have to move and assume fake names from then on, but, you know... <laughs> I'd be out of work. <laughs> you would be uh, you would be out of work, and I would be out. Well, I guess we'd have each other because we wouldn't have any. No, we're not talking about our friends, but um, we would have to move to a different state, if nothing else, a different time zone. But you know what are you going to do? So, uh, well, Land, let's get into. Um, I don't know. I was just looking at this whole Bob Saget thing. Landon thinks we need to start a new true. What the question is is what would we call our true true crime podcast? Would it be False true crimes, or well, I mean, what's the? I never saw true lies with was it Schwarzenegger? Can it, can it be fun? Fun true crimes, yeah, true crimes, or are they? <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, something in parentheses. But, um, no, this Bob Saget deal is pretty interesting, so or I guess it's sad, of course, but um, they're just, I guess, the autopsy just came out. Let's see here, I'm gonna just go ahead and pull up this AP news, news story. And I'm going to get Landon's um, uh, professional forensic uh, opinion on this. So the mat, I don't want your subscription. The medical examiner said last week the Saget had died. From, did you? Can you imagine the amount of hell that poor guy got as a kid with the last name of Saget? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, can I guess his parents could have called him, you know, named him Richard. i mean you know but uh i digress so said he had died from an accidental blow to the head likely from a backwards fall um an autopsy report showed that saget had an abrasion on his scalp a fracture at the base of his skull now this is where again my professional and medical license comes into play fractures around his eye sockets that's like the biggest one. Bleeding from the brain. Okay, you hit your head. You can do that. And tissue covering the brain as well as bruises to the brain. A toxicology analysis didn't show any illicit drugs or toxins in his body. Now, 
This is like the JFK assassination video, isn't it? He was he went backwards and to the left, you know. So if you fall backwards, you're not busting up your eye sockets, are you? Usually you're getting smashed in the face with a you know, with a five fingered sandwich, aren't you? Yeah. Damage to the eye sockets kind of consistent with a punch. Yeah. So during the course of the autopsy and death investigation, the ME's office and sheriff's office created graphic videos and photos of Saget's body. It's kind of weird how they worded that. They created, like, they made, like, videos on YouTube of it, as well as audio recordings. Such record records are prohibited by state law from being released publicly, but some media outlets have already filed requests for them. Okay, so the family, which I don't blame them, is suing. Uh, so I guess they're probably trying to get the uh, Freedom of Information Act deals. Uh, but the uh, family is suing because it, they say it will suffer. They will suffer irreparable harm in the form of extreme mental pain, anguish, and emotional distress. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much yeah, that's understandable. So it goes on to say talks about when Dale Earnhardt died. Um, the records of his autopsies uh, were required to be kept confidential, with only surviving family members or a government agency as part of the official duties allowed to view them. So. Landon Perry Mason Nolan, what do you think? Uh, it sounds like it wasn't just from a fall, but I certainly don't know. Are you willing to uh, stake your professional uh, career on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, you're non, uh, yeah, you're a non-existing professional medical opinion. So, no. I mean, it's a sad situation, but the case that the fact that his eye sockets, I mean. That's almost like the the glove doesn't fit, even though it shrunk because of all the blood. Yeah, but yeah. So he was found. That was back in on January 9th. He was sixty five years old in the Ritz Carlton. So I don't know. Just one of those non farming stories. I really kind of just ran across here on Twitter, and um, I'm letting Landon share the screen with me. So anyway. Let's see. I mean, we can just, if we want to, we can just do what's trending on Twitter. Uh, let's see. It's just all these pop-ups you're getting. <laughs> big dick, big dick, big dick. No, that's not any. You going to watch the Daytona 500 this week, Landon? Is it this no. week? You're not a, you're not a gearhead? No, I'm not. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not going to watch it either. So, well, okay, Landon, let's get on this. So, I'm going to throw the first one at you. So, we're, we're, Gut Farmer in the name of our podcast. So we're going to go over the 2021 Farm uh, Corn. Uh, let's start over. The 2021 Cord Yield Contest winners. Now, this thing has a perennial winner every year because that's what perennial means. And the numbers are pretty shocking. Landon, I, th I believe, shot this in two weeks of golf. And um, that was like net. This wasn't even his gross one. This is what he netted after his handicap was figured in. So um, David Hula of Charles and his son were first and second respectively with, do we need a drum roll here? Or I don't know, maybe like a want-want, 602 bushel, one acre yield. Now Landon, that is, you know, I guess it's not quite two full combine bins, but 602, and this is what really puts it over the top, 602.1684. If it had just been 602.178, I would have believed it. But that 2.1684, yeah. 
Man, I tell you what, that's uh, I don't know how much a kernel weighs. I'm thinking, which that's a bushel, but um, there's how many? So corn seed, there's what eighty thousand seeds in a bag of corn seed, and they're eighty thousand. Uh, there, there's eighty thousand seeds in a fifty pound bag. So that's not all. That's not quite a bushel. So we're gonna say what eighty three thousand in a bag, uh, in a bushel. So that would be yeah. That's uh, dude. This dude, if I mean, he wins every year, and they say they got auditors with him. This dude spills more than our average yield if he's making six hundred and two <laughs> bushels. I mean, that is, that is that is unreal. I would like you think those stocks would just be hanging down. So you would think there's nine ears per stock. I mean, I mean, yeah. So you got two ears. So I'm gonna look up Charles. City, Virginia, and see what the environment. I mean, you can. It can only rain so much until you're, you know, till you're getting drowned out. So he's got to have like. You I mean, think, is that stuff just is that stuff just growing out of like literal cow shit? Do you think? Well, so uh, this this ground has been farmed since like the Revolutionary times, Revolutionary War. So this is like in this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, toxic waste stuff. Secret of the ooze. <laughs> yeah, the secret of the ooze. So, uh, I'm gonna. I wonder I'm, if he has vanilla icing next to his corn. I don't like know, man. I don't know. He must have. So, Charles City. This is on the James River. So, I'm gonna try to get. I don't want the map. I want the. Uh, oh, there we go. The satellite imagery. And I want to see, so it's all green, which we're not, we can't, is that, okay, so he's, what is the red line mean here? So I'm on Google Maps here, and I don't know if it's, if it's a, it's not a county line, what is that? Is it the, like this Charles City, like, township border, or what is that? Is that so, is that where the is that where the South still survives? <laughs> that's where the South will rise again, man. So it says Charles City County is a county located. Yes, I know it's in Virginia. It's situated southeast southeast of Richmond and west of Jamestown. It is bounded on the south by the James River and on the east by the Chickahominy River. So this is where most of your country songs are written. So let's see here. So I don't see any center pivots anywhere, Landon. Um, lots of pools. <laughs> if you find a center pivot on this, I'm going to be impressed. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't grow that with drip irrigation. How? But how would you grow that one acre without a center? I guess you'd have to row water the hell out of that one acre. So he is. Um, he's no. He's in the which he's always the overall winner, but he's in the no-till irrigated category. So, okay, so I'll just, this just lists the top three in each category. So, the closest thing to this guy is Mr. Kevin Kalb of Du Bois, Indiana, with 403.7599 bushels. He had a decal variety. Uh, of course, Mr. Hula and his son are all pioneer fellas. I wonder if he's part owner of the decal company. Uh, it's very possible. Oh, Cab. Yeah. Uh, what's debut? <laughs> uh, no, that's decalb. <laughs> so, 
In uh, back in Hewlett's in the no-till irrigated category, Hewlett was six oh two. His son was five eighty three, and the next closest guy was Connor Garrett in Air, Iowa at three eighty seven. Landon, you know what I'm thinking here? I'm thinking this guy must have some transgendered corn is all I can figure because he is lapping the competition. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not growing ears. He's growing penises is what he's growing. Are you sure he's not in Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because, I mean... So we've got my favorite in this list is, is oh, the one guy the one guy from Nebraska is named Creighton. <laughs> Creighton. So I, I actually I was wrong here. There's a guy in the conventional irrigated category at four sixty five from Michigan. So um I I, I, I take like, that I come all us Texans suck at growing corn. Because have you been have you been to Texas? <laughs> so, on, Brad, we want to see one here. I know. So yeah. So my dad which it's hard to um well, no, it's not hard to make fun of because my dad actually won the no-till irrigated contest in like I don't know back in two thousand. I forget what year it was, but it was at three fourteen. And I all I can think of is Hula got held out that year. Is all I can figure. Because do you get a, you get a ribbon or a belt buckle if you win this, dude? Or? Hell no, man! You get an expense paid trip to the Commodity Classic in Anaheim, California, and we went to that son of a bitch. And, I mean, they were throwing co- – it was cocaine and hookers the whole time, man. <laughs> they brought in ears of corn, and you sniffed coke off – you snorted it right off the ear, dude. And <laughs> you had to bring your own corn, but it's uh, – no, it was a – no, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I mean, you get a plaque. And really, like, the the monetary prizes come from Pioneer. Um, if you win, they'll, uh, they'll hook you up with some stuff. So um, – I'm almost wondering if Pioneer paid the expenses to the trip uh, to the deal anyway, but whatever the case, it's um that's what how it was. But he must have gotten this dude. This dude gets held out, and he probably still make. Can you imagine what his insurance payment must be? Probably still makes 150 bushels. Yeah, right. So uh, if I can go, oh no, I minimized it there. So um, Landon, I sure hope we're recording because we're talking a whole bunch. Let's see here. Yeah, we're talking. Okay. Um, back, so back over here to this map, you know, I'm seeing, I guess he must have like what, 15 feet of like compost or, I mean, how are you, and he's probably putting on like what, these things are, I'm sure are, um, like got steroids. I got everything that Barry Bonds took and I mean, what do you think the possibility of this stuff is just like not even really corn, it's something else, but so he's, uh. <laughs> This guy is like, I mean, he's living the good life. He is probably, what, 10, 15 miles from the ocean, from the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, What yields better than corn? Do what? What yields better than corn? What yields better than corn? Sugar beets? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dirt. Like, if you haul dirt, I mean, you can, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Like, so you, you cut, you have to stop and unload. Then you have to cut again. I mean, I just, it's mind boggling to see how that's possible. I mean, it seems like a lot of work for one acre. Oh, you know, you know what? I, I think I've got it here. You know what's next door to Charles City, Virginia? Sherwood Forest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying, so this is the Sher. Oh, oh, it's a foundation. The Sherwood Forest Plantation Foundation. 
So I'm zooming down. God, it's so scary how you can zoom down here, how close you can zoom. Um, so it looks like those are stables. That's not a slave quarter. Hey, look, hey, look they pee in their backyard, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, look at the size of that thing. That's Tommy Lee, man. Yeah. Man, no, no wonder those ears are so big. <laughs> <laughs> he must go like out every morning and like do his business every morning and fertilize like each individual plant because so figure he's planting like thirty six. I bet he's got to be planting like thirty six thousand an acre. So you know that's thirty six thousand times. I don't guess you do that in a year. But <laughs> anyway, I guess in Texas right. you do, Mexico you do. But I'm ready for the next curveball. <laughs> okay, so. This Completely different subject. What do you think? How do they celebrate Veterans Day in Germany? <laughs> I mean, like from the World War II guys. I mean, are they getting a whole lot of pomp and circumstance and parades and in Germany and on Veterans Day? I, I don't. I wouldn't think that that day is is too yeah. highly celebrated. So, what's the last war they can really celebrate their veterans for? I mean, are any of them still alive? German. No. So we're going to look up German Veterans Day. <laughs> okay. German is for. Okay. It's. How in the hell did you even think of this? Because that's how I think. And it's wintertime. It's called Volkstertag. <laughs> it is a comm commemoration day in Germany, two Sundays before the first day of Advent. And it commemorates members of the armed forces of all nations. Oh. It's all nations and civilians. Who so, this, so this is like on the office when they're making all the toasts to the troops and Ryan gets up and he goes, a toast to the troops, all the troops, both sides. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> it's when uh, they have the, the garden party out at Dwight. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, he gets up and he's like, to the troops, all the troops, both sides. <laughs> <laughs> To, so uh, it's for all nations and civilians. So basically, they don't have, um, they don't have a Veterans Day just for. Germany. It sounds like somebody that that lost a war. They're just gonna go join up and celebrate with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, if France had a, a Veterans Day, they'd probably just give up and go back to work. But um, <laughs> so this one's here is the Business Insider deal. Germany is planning a Veterans Day, which would honor even its fallen Nazi soldiers. Okay. Now, this is in 2012, so this is 10 years ago. But it says, Germany may finally institute a Veterans Day to honor its soldiers in fallen combat. Was that really being yearned for? <laughs> I mean, they're saying they're finally instituting a well-deserved Veterans Day for the Nazi soldiers that fell in combat? It must have been a it must have been a pretty boring Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it was so popular over there. Germany has not observed a Veterans Day since the fall of Hitler's Third Reich in 1945. It does have a public day of mourning on November 11th, Volkstag, which honors soldiers and civilians killed in war. I mean, so like at the end, like I'm sure they have patriotic songs, but at the end, like in each chorus, does it say? Do they have a German phrase for? But it was really our fault, you know, kind of thing. I mean, both times, rawr, you know, Donka Shane or whatever. <laughs> um, um, Newton says, Wayne Newton says. 
they just they just end the song with nine nine. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they have a uh, uh, Ramstein? They just play uh, Du Haas the whole time. <laughs> Is yeah. Du Haas German for my bad? Yeah. My bad. We've got, a, we've got a concert headlined by Ramstein and the Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Squad take it. Scorpions is German. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and it's served by Shroot Farms. <laughs> so yeah. Oh no. The uh, the German uh, Veterans Day. It's kind of always intrigued me on. Do they have one? Didn't Ramstein play like the biggest concert ever at one point? Well, I don't like, know. I don't. How many times can you play Du Host? I don't know. Dude, I, I've been I've watched a lot of ACDC, a lot of their I mean, those concerts are like there's no telling how many thousands of people were at these things. Oh yeah. What what was the one was it um You Shook Me I think it was You Shook Me All Night Long and it, I guess it was on Argentina and I mean dude, it was like it was like a Billy Graham crusade is what it was like. <laughs> it's what it looked like. So um I don't yeah. think there was quite as much praying at this one though. Yeah, kind of going the other way. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Yeah, just a little bit. The anti-crusade. It's like, it's like my friend put that picture on my Facebook, and it's ACDC and Led Zeppelin, and there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell, and then one one looks at the other and he goes, "I think this is where we part ways." <laughs> <laughs> that always reminded. That reminds me of the Looney Tunes where they always had a. I don't know if it was for uh, Elmer Fudd or Daffy Duck that they had an elevator to. Or an escalator up to heaven and a sta- an escalator down to hell. <laughs> yeah. And he's always he's always tries to go up to the escalator to heaven and he always gets like rejected and sent down to hell. And <laughs> <laughs> it was such a lighthearted subject. I didn't think anything of it back then when I was watching it. Right. It's like that uh ESPN commercial where the guys that reporter's fixing to get on the elevator and the New Jersey Devil mascot's on already in there. And he goes, are you going up? And he just shakes his head no. <laughs> he, he just steps out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> or that Seinfeld episode where Putty uh, uh, paints his face for the New York de- Devils. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he yells at that priest, the Devils! The Devils! <laughs> Got to talk the team. <laughs> uh, di- uh, Diablo. <laughs> okay. Go paint my face. You won't? You'll do that for me? Yeah, I gotta go get ready. I'll be back. We'll make out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? You thought you were gonna do that? I said I wouldn't paint my face, and this is clearly (laughs) not my face. (laughs) Why are you doing that? You know, support the team. (laughs) Gotta support the team. Gotta support the team. Okay, Landon. Final, um, final question for you. Over in Afghanistan, they probably don't. As a matter of fact, I know they don't have professional football. But if you if they did, Wait, what, what country? I'm sorry, Afghanistan. Afghan, yeah. You know, have you heard of it? I have. Okay, so do you think the injured the like say they had an Al Qaeda football team and a Taliban football team? Do you think the injured list would really get in their way? <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> like from their off field activities. No, I don't. <laughs> You, you don't you don't think suicide bombers would have a bad injured list re, uh, injured reserve list? <laughs> That's where you get sent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would talk about guys playing through injuries. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean, I guess really there wouldn't be. I mean, you don't get injured from a suicide bomb. You pretty much that's the end of it. Yeah, I don't think you go on the report there. Yeah, I mean, you go. It's more of a just like a missing persons report. 
So right, I'm watching the Texas Tech Baylor game right now, and they've got a lady. Holy crap! Are you watching this no, on I a can't. unicycle? She's you've got, got my, you've got my screen. Oh, so she's got bowls on her head, and she had like four or five bowls on one foot. She was balancing them, and she kicks them up and lands them all in the cups, in the bowls on her head. That's impressive. Are are we sure we they didn't move the Olympics to Lubbock, Texas, and the United Spirit Arena because that looks like it should be an Olympic event? <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk? We've talked about the didn't we talk about the luge? We've talked about the luge, haven't we? How the two dudes are laying on each other, you know, very ambiguously. <laughs> Ace and Gary style. Yeah, Ace and Gary style. Have we talked? We've talked. I don't know if we've talked about that. And they're both wearing rubber. <laughs> if if I see a gerbil come crawling out of one of those dudes' pants legs, I'm never watching the Olympics ever again. So yeah, but um, well, I guess the Taliban Al Qaeda. I thought that was a pretty good one. Basically, what be? huh? Taliban tornadoes. <laughs> the the Al Qaeda Al Qaeda shrapnels. <laughs> <laughs> The Taliban women haters, yeah. I bet they'd have 72 uh, cheerleaders on each team. What do you want to bet? <laughs> and they would yeah. all be virgins, and they would all be really hairy. <clears throat> well, that's um, I guess that's going to do it, Landon, because I'm starting to fall short on uh, good quick one-liners and, sh- and, and salty puns. Yeah, so, my, my, last, my last joke, you were yawning in the middle of it. So. <laughs> Sorry, well, you know. <laughs> You I'm got good. you got to have a deep breath <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Well, Landon, while we're there, why don't you tell everybody where you can find you on Twitter? I'm at no twit Landon forty four, and I'm at Trader Brent all over the place. Well, as long as it's on Twitter, and then of course you can find us on the Global Lag Network because that's what network we're on. And um, go ahead and check out all the great podcasts on that network. And we always like to drop a little uh, plug for our good friend Casey Seymour over there on the Moving Iron Podcast, where they talk. Moving an iron on their podcast. He's got his friend Aaron Fentanyl, I call him. So you can only take about four, uh, you can only take about a half a gram of him without dying. So go check them out and uh, go ahead and give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, tell all your friends about it. And if you know anybody that can teach you how to grow 602.1684 bushel corn, give me a ring because corn's going to be. I hope the Hereford Grain Co-op has got a big cash stowaway because they're going to be paying out the ass with $7 corn on the way. You're going to make a ground pile of corn. That's right, man. Okay, guys. Well, and also check out our latest sponsor, FMC, and uh, support that outfit. I'm betting they're in on the 602 bushel corn, so uh, I'm sure they can really help you with that. So, guys, until next time, y'all stay safe. Landon, they just knocked down a three-pointer, and it's 39-35 Baylor over with four points with 1840 left in the game. And until next time, guys, y'all stay safe, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.